Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. I am your host, Kylie Gable, and tonight we have a longer story. I told you we've got one coming up. It is by Faith O'Shea, who has not read for us in quite a while. I think the last time was maybe Christmas of 2022, or Christmas of 2021, when she did uh, Gift of the Magi, or Gift of the Mistress, I believe is what I called it. And, or no, Gift of the Domina is what I called it. And uh, it was written by myself and Pamela Harlow. And Pamela just released her first book with us in a couple years. And she's now narrating a short series that I have already done called um, Sissy Abroad. So, And then she'll also narrate her own story. So it's like, you know, our, our, our British half of... Uh, Candy Apple Press is coming back, and I am delighted. So without further ado, here is Pictures of You, which I think was written maybe three years ago by Pamela. Um, Pictures of You, narrated by Faith O'Shea. Pictures of You by Kylie Gable and Pamela Harlow. Laura rolled her eyes as she watched the young man stride through the door. In the twelve months she'd been working at the phone store, she'd become familiar with certain types of customers. She could tell right away what type he was. Laura smirked slightly as the customer's eyes darted around the shop. He was looking for his victim. When his gaze settled upon hers, she smiled friendly, inviting him to approach her. His entire chest moved as he swallowed, before approaching her, holding his brand-new, obscenely expensive phone in the air. "'Can I help you?' asked Laura, watching the man blush a little as he recognized her obvious attractiveness. Customers had a way of going red when Laura was dealing with them, something Laura got a thrill from. Despite not being overly fond of her job, she always made an effort with her hair and makeup before work. On this day, she wore her dark hair in a high ponytail with a large grip on top. She'd put plenty of hairspray on, and there wasn't a strand out of place. This hairstyle really showed off her gorgeous face, which was made up to perfection. She'd carefully applied three layers of foundation before work, as well as a subtle, pinkish lip gloss that made her lips look even more kissable. Her eyes were made up as heavily as she could get away with, with long, dark lashes that gave her a beautiful, doll-like appearance. "'Hello,' said the customer." I certainly hope you can help me. Laura struggled not to laugh. This man, who was about her age, twenty-three, but clearly trying to act a lot older, looked so hot and bothered in his suit, with his tie up to his chin. His face was still red, and she could tell his white shirt was wet with sweat. She continued to smile sweetly. "'Would you like to tell me what the problem is, sir?' The man adjusted his tie. "'Well,' he said, "'I 
bought this phone from here just three days ago. As I'm sure you're aware, they are not cheap. However, just three days later, and it isn't working. It isn't working? Not at all, he said, pointing at the shiny new phone on the counter. I've had barely any use of it at all. Oh, I see, said Laura, a little confused. Um, let me have a look. She pressed the power button on the phone, and sure enough, it went to a lock screen. Hmm. Have you changed the original SIM card? No, the man said quickly. It's the original in there. He folded his arms across his chest. Um, do you have a receipt for this phone, please, Mr... Mr. Smith, he said. Daniel Smith. Yes, I have the receipt. Here. As he placed the receipt on the counter, Laura noticed Daniel's hand was shaking. He glanced at his gold, expensive-looking watch. Picking up the receipt, Laura said, I can see you have only just bought it. Well, this is very strange. It looks as though a SIM card has been changed. It's the original SIM, Daniel repeated. Yes, she said, noticing Daniel glance at his watch again. Would you like to leave it with us, she asked. I can call you when it's ready. Do you have an alternative phone number? Daniel put a business card on the counter. Thank you, he said. This is my work number. I hope you can get it sorted out quickly. He paused before raising his voice. Quite frankly, I think it's disgraceful that a brand new, expensive phone should break after three days. Another glance at his watch. I'll call you when the phone is ready, Laura said, holding on to her polite, professional smile. Okay, said Daniel. I must go. He hurried out of the shop, and Laura couldn't help but find his walk amusing. But he clearly thought it was an authoritative, manly walk. But there was a strange feminine sway of his hips. "'You're welcome,' she muttered sarcastically before putting the phone behind the counter. She would deal with it later. After handling a couple more customers, Laura picked up Daniel's phone. She tried to turn it on again, but it still looked as though there was no SIM. It made no sense that the phone would behave like that, Unless the original SIM had been removed, or perhaps replaced with a different one. Despite Daniel's word that he hadn't changed the SIM, she removed the back of the phone with a specialist tool that they had in the shop. Instantly, she saw the problem. Oh, for fuck's sake, she muttered. You said you hadn't changed it, you pompous prick. The SIM card present was the original. However, it was back to front. 
It was obvious that Daniel had removed it before reinserting it incorrectly. And he had the cheek to blame the shop, to blame the store, Laura thought. Irritated, she returned the sim to its correct positioning. This time, when she pushed the power button, the phone turned on straight away. Laura looked at her own watch. It was almost five. She could call Daniel now to pick it up after work, but she might be left waiting for him. Besides, oh, he deserved to wait an extra day, she thought. She looked around the quieting shop. Her co-workers were busy, fixing phones themselves and dealing with customers. She looked down at Daniel's phone. Although she'd never done this before, something seemed to possess her. She clicked the menu button and then found herself navigating to the gallery. Before she had time to question what she was doing, she scrolled through his pictures. Having only had the phone three days, there were very few. But, wow, were those few photos interesting? Laura took Daniel's phone home from work that night. It was strictly against the rules, but she knew that she was unlikely to get caught. Besides, her boss so obviously fancied her that it was unlikely there would be any disciplinaries, even if she did. She was cooking her dinner with the TV on in the background when she took out his phone again. Now she was home, she had the freedom to laugh out loud as she looked at the photos. Well, they were selfies, of course, but not just any old selfies. In these snaps, taken in front of a mirror, Daniel wore various items of women's clothing. In the first picture, he wore nothing but black, sexy lingerie. Laura was impressed by how feminine he'd made himself look. But one of her first thoughts was, it could be better. In the second photo, Daniel had dressed up more. He wore a red dress with a slit up the skirt. The sort of thing Laura herself would wear on a night out, when she wanted lots of attention. Daniel had false nails on, but they looked a little tacky. The funniest thing, Laura thought, was his face. He pouted at the camera in his badly applied makeup, clearly trying to be sexy. At the contrast with the serious, stuck-up man Laura had met that day, meant she could not stop laughing. Whilst his hair had been short and obviously gelled, in the photo, he wore a long, blonde wig. He looked quite ridiculous here. But Laura could see potential. She's continued to scroll through the pictures. There were five altogether. Two more saw him in the red dress, whilst the final one was a black nightdress shot. She noticed in this picture 
how smooth Daniel's legs were. He had obviously just shaved, or waxed, perhaps. She was excited to see him the next day, but couldn't wait until then to share this with somebody. Putting his phone into her bag and turning off the hob where the bolognese had cooked, she picked up her own phone. Stacy, hey, how's it going? Mm, cool, cool. Listen, Stacy, are you free tonight? I have something really interesting to show you, and I need your advice. You're a star. See you at seven. After changing into casual, skinny jeans and a black top, Laura walked to a local bar where she and Stacy would meet. Even dressed like this, she turned heads, which made her smile as she approached the bar. She spotted a man about to offer her a drink, but less than a second later, Stacy walked through the door. Hey, babe! They shared a big hug before Stacy pulled out her purse. Laura shook her head. No, she said. What are you having? I ask you out. This is on me. Stacy smiled, putting her purse away. Well, whatever you're having, babe. Laura nodded at the barman, who walked over smiling. Well, hello, ladies. What can I get you? Um, a bottle of Pinot Grigio, please. Two glasses. After she'd paid, the barman said he'd bring it over. Laura ushered Stacy to a quiet corner where they could talk without being heard by the rest of the pub. Your hair looks nice, Laura told Stacy, admiring her newly curled red locks. Oh, thanks, said Stacy. So does yours, as always. Oh, thanks, said Laura, adjusting the beer mats in front of them. I'm excited, said Stacy. What have you invited me out for? What's the interesting thing? And what advice do you need? Laura laughed. Stacy did look genuinely excited. Her face was permanently animated anyway, which was exaggerated further by how much makeup she wore, but she could tell that Stacy had picked up on her own excitement. I'll tell you in a sec, when he's brought our drinks. As they sipped their wine, Laura held off from showing Stacy the pictures right away. She enjoyed drawing out the story telling Stacy about how obnoxious Daniel had been and how he was one of those guys. She described his suit and how he kept looking at his flashily expensive watch. Ugh, Stacy said. I hate guys like that. You just know they would do anything for a little status or power. It's not attractive. Sure isn't, said Laura, sporting her opportunity. But Daniel has his own way of making himself attractive. Stacy frowned. I'm confused. 
Do you like this guy or something? Laura laughed loudly, attracting a couple of glances from across the pub. After settling herself, taking a couple of breaths, she said, No, it's not that. Oh, Laura, Stacy moaned, frustrated like a little child. You are such a tease. Tell me, what is going on? Without another word, Laura took Daniel's phone from her bag. Stacy gasped, then watched silently as Laura turned it on. Like she'd done alone, she scrolled to the gallery. She clicked on the first picture, then showed Stacy the second, third, fourth, and fifth. Oh my God, whispered Stacy. This is golden. I know, said Laura. That's why I need your advice. What are we going to do with this? Stacy rubbed her hands together. Revenge, she said. These pictures are your opportunity for revenge, Laura. Laura lifted her glass. Cheers to that, she said, putting the phone back into her bag. Cheers to that, said Stacy. They both laughed before taking another sip from their drinks. Stacy's and Laura's eyes both flickered with thoughts and possibilities, which would quickly become solid plans of action. The next morning, Laura arrived at work a little before 9am. She and her co-worker made small talk before the first customers began to enter the shop. Laura was stuck with someone right away, but after about 20 minutes with them, her opportunity arose. She picked up the phone and dialed the number from Daniel's business card. Daniel Smith. Once again, she stifled a laugh, answering his phone with his own name. Oh, my God. Hello, Daniel. It's Laura here from the phone shop. Oh, hello. Is it fixed? Yes, I've fixed your phone, said Laura. She paused, giving him the chance to thank her. He didn't take it. When can I collect it? Or you can come in right away, said Laura, if that's convenient. There was a long pause. Laura heard muffled talking, then huffing and puffing. I'll be in at lunchtime, said Daniel. Perfect, said Laura. Her initial disappointment at having to wait was quickly replaced by an awareness of the opportunity this extra time would buy her. I'll see you at lunchtime. See you, said Daniel. He hung up the phone. Laura tried to hide her grin as a co-worker glanced in her direction. She looked up at the big screens to the sides of the shop, which were mirrored at the front of the shop as well. Knowing it was risky, but willing to do it anyway, she wandered over to the computer that controlled what was shown on the screens. 
At 12.15, Laura had a quick word with her co-worker, Michelle. Oh, do you mind if I nip out for a bit? I'm happy to have a super quick lunch today, if I can go early. Michelle rolled her eyes. Oh, but it's my lunch break now, she whined. Yes, said Laura, smiling through her own annoyance. Michelle was so slow. Who wouldn't want a longer lunch break? But, Michelle, if I go now and only have a super quick lunch, well, you can have longer. Michelle's eyes lit up. Really? she said. Well, great, thanks. Why? No reason, said Laura. Michelle shrugged. Thanks so much. I can go to that place I really want to go for lunch. They always take ages to serve, apparently, so I never risk it. But now I can. <laughs> Thanks. Laura didn't care. She was already in the back, grabbing her purse in order to run for the fastest lunch ever. She did not want to miss Daniel's return to the shop. Back in the shop by 12.40, Laura looked at Michelle... You can go now. Have fun. Michelle, who had just finished dealing with customer, half skipped out of the shop. Now Laura was one of two staff out front, the other being a shy boy who had just turned eighteen. There was no way he'd grass on her, if he even noticed what was going on. Laura settled behind the desk, waiting for Daniel to return. Often they were busy around 1pm, but that was usually at the end or start of the month. They were in the third week, so nobody would have been paid yet. Even the rich people liked to wait until they were a little richer, before splashing out on the top-line products, she noticed. After one fast, easy sale at 12.55, she felt flutters of excitement. Not long now. Sure enough, when the clock hit 13.04, Daniel strode in. As before, he looked flustered. Nowhere near as flustered as he was about to look, Laura giggled to herself. Hi, Daniel, she said, grinning widely. Hello, he said, not bothering to inquire about her name. I don't know if you remember me, but I... Oh, I remember you, Laura interrupted. Good, he said. Well, thank you for your help. I'd like to pick up my phone. How much do I owe you? Laura looked straight into his eyes. She noticed for the first time how dark they were. They looked almost mysterious. She hadn't noticed on his female photos. She'd been too distracted by the outfits and the makeup. But this darkness, it could really add to the sexiness, she thought. Excuse me? Daniel raised his voice. Shh! Laura said, causing Daniel to open his mouth in horror. "'Excuse me?' he said again, a little louder. 
The young boy working in the store glanced at Laura, then turned away quickly, who pretended to tidy up the display phones. "'I'm still trying to decide how much you owe me,' Laura said quietly. "'Where is your manager?' Daniel said again loudly. His face was even redder than before. Laura was thoroughly enjoying herself and was about ready to drop the bomb. "'Are you sure you'd like my manager to see you?' "'I'd like to see your manager!' Daniel shouted. "'Really?' said Laura. "'You'd like him to see you like this?' She walked towards the back of the shop. Daniel's nostrils flared with fury as he prepared to speak to Laura's manager about the service he'd received. But Laura didn't go to fetch her manager. Instead, she stood by the computer controlling the huge screens to the sides of the shop and on the front. She clicked on the picture of Daniel in lingerie, flashing it up enormously at either side of the shop. Daniel was instantly speechless. His heart stopped as he looked at Laura, recognizing the sudden power she had over him. Embarrassment rushed through him. He hadn't meant to be seen like that, not by strangers in a phone shop. He began to regret ever taking it in there. He should have just bought a new phone. He should have... So, Laura said, are you ready to cooperate, Daniel? Daniel looked down at the counter, unable to face Laura. Yes, he said quietly. Yes, anything you want. After leaving Daniel to sweat whilst she dealt with another customer, Laura returned. It was now 13.25. Michelle would be back soon, so she needed to act quickly. So, you can have your phone back, but there are a few conditions, she told Daniel. You must buy four of these cameras. She produced four webcams and set two up in your bedroom, one in your bathroom, and one in your living room. Daniel shook his head quickly. No way, he said. No way. Oh, really? said Laura, walking towards the computer again. Uh, okay, okay, Daniel said quickly. Fine, I'll buy them. Good, said Laura. I expect them to be set up by 7 p.m. this evening. I've set them up this morning so I'll be able to view you from my own computer. I'll call you with the instructions once you set it up. Okay, said Daniel. How much are they? Ah, uh, altogether, including the phone bill, are 920 pounds. She watched him squirm as he reached for his wallet. Passing a credit card over, he quickly paid for the equipment. See you at seven. Laura said. Daniel said nothing as he rushed out of the shop. 
He was shell-shocked, utterly humiliated, but also very, very turned on. Laura opened her laptop at 6.45pm. She was pleasantly surprised to see that Daniel had already set up his webcams. On the top half of her screen was his bedroom from two angles. On the bottom half was his large bathroom and a much larger lounge. On the sofa, to the side of the lounge, sat Daniel. He looked nervous and on edge. She could almost read his mind. Is she watching me? Is she watching me? Laura laughed cruelly, then picked up her phone. She watched as Daniel stared at the screen for several seconds before plucking up the courage to answer. Hello? Daniel? What do you want? How kind of you to ask, Laura smirked. Although, please understand, my words are orders. Daniel said nothing. First, go to the bathroom, said Laura. Take off your clothes and shave your legs, chest, and anything else that needs shaving. Daniel sheepishly walked to the bathroom. Shall I stay on the phone? he asked. Well, that's okay, she said. I'll call you when you're done. As Laura watched Daniel remove his clothes and begin to shave, she started to share the link. First with Stacy, but then to several more of her girlfriends with the message, Hey, check this out. Soon her inbox was flooded with laughing emojis and exclamations of, Wow! Laura settled down with a glass of wine, laughing heartily, as she watched Daniel self-consciously remove the hair from his chest. After about half an hour, he seemed suitably smooth. She pondered leaving him to wait, but also wanted to reinforce the fact that she'd been watching him by calling right away. Well, it looks like you've done an all right job, she said as soon as he answered the phone. Now, Put on your best lingerie. Okay, said Daniel breathlessly, leaving his bathroom to walk to the bedroom. Laura, in sync with all of her girlfriends she'd shared with, burst into laughter as he sat on the edge of the bed, putting down his phone and pulling down his black briefs before pathetically covering his cock with one hand. Walking towards his wardrobe, one hand still over his cock, Daniel pulled out the same black lingerie that Laura had seen in the photo. He pulled up the black panties quickly before hooking on the lacy bra. He reached down in his wardrobe for the fillets to fill the bra with, then put them on. This time, when he walked across the room, he did so in a noticeably different way. Laura noticed how 
In the lingerie, he walked less like a man, more like a sissy. Daniel picked up the phone. He didn't speak, just held it to his ear. Good, said Laura. Makeup next. And you must stay like this for the rest of the evening. If you get cold, turn up your heating. Do you understand? I understand, said Daniel. Good, said Laura, putting down the phone. She watched him return to his bathroom, pulling out a makeup bag from on top of his cabinet. She was surprised he kept it in such an indiscreet place. She watched as he spent the next hour putting on his makeup. She could tell how desperate he was to do it right, but also how annoyed and embarrassed he was. Even on the screen, his cheek's perpetual redness shone through. Laura called Stacy, where they could laugh about this together. Daniel groaned as the sound of his phone woke him. It was 5.45. Groggily, he picked it up. Hello? Well, good morning, sissy. He groaned again. I'm just calling to let you know. I've booked you in for a manicure on your lunch break today at Pearl's. You know. On the high street. Mm, Daniel said, still just half awake. And a pedicure after work, followed by a haircut, all at Pearl's. She's going to give you a special deal. You're forgetting all three. Aren't you a lucky girl? I don't think. Can't wait to see the finished result. Laura hung up the phone before closing her eyes again to get a couple more hours. Daniel sat straight up. Fuck! His eyes darted between the cameras on either side of the room. Fuck! Fuck! He pulled the duvet over him, covering his lingerie-clad body. His heart pounded. Was she watching him? Right now? He pulled the duvet over his head, wondering how he looked while sleeping. Well, he never pulled the covers all the way around him. He preferred the freedom of the air on his skin. But now, with silky smooth legs and chest, well, he did feel a little colder. He closed his eyes, but knew there was no way he'd get back to sleep. A manicure? A pedicure? Why was she doing this to him? He began to regret how he'd spoken to her the first time he'd entered the shop. He knew he'd had an attitude, but really, a girl of her age working in a phone shop? What had she done with her life? Instantly, he regretted his judgmental attitude even more intensely. Fuck, he said one last time, before throwing the duvet out of his way and walking to the bathroom. He stepped into the shower, turned it on full blast, and stood beneath it for the best part of half an hour. 
Daniel found it impossible to concentrate at work that morning. Luckily, he was in a senior position, so nobody would question him for one day of not being on it. But he couldn't keep this up. When 1 p.m. struck, he rushed out of the office. Already he was wondering how he would hide his manicured nails from his co-worker. Of course, it crossed his mind that he could disobey Laura. But then what? She had those pictures of him. And the phone store was so central. Everyone could see them if she wanted them to. I hope you liked that. That was Pictures of You, written by Pamela Harlow, narrated by Faith O'Shea. And um, if you did enjoy it and you would like to purchase it and you are on the premium podcast, which means you can listen to it for free anytime you want. Um, But if you would like to purchase it, I generally put these audios up for sale on Monday afternoon, Monday evening. So it will be there, but it won't be there until tomorrow. And if you are on the free podcast, the complete audio is up for sale on Clips for Sale right now. So hope you enjoyed it. I I love the blackmail element. I love the humiliation element. And Faith just, I swear, you know, I've spent time in Oxford and spent time in England. And even, even I am not immune to her accent. She can take the most vilest, bassist form of smut I can write and make it sound so classy. And um, I also like, you know, with Pam, she doesn't do too much of it, but when she uses some British slang and things, I really like having a British British reader for her. So, hope you enjoyed it. I think we'll be seeing more from both of them soon. I've already talked to Faith about doing another audio, and Pamela says that she'll have some for me, like, by the middle of the week. So that's good. Please, please, please keep the feedback coming. And I will be here next week. I hope you all too. Take care.